0: Hello my friends, this is Brian Q. Davis broadcasting from the Sales Warrior Podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children, or your soul. And today's topic is this, leverage, sit back and relax, and let's get started. So in recent months, I've been through tons of contract negotiations, and one realizes the importance of leverage within all of these conversations. And if you're not aware as a salesperson of the uh, presence and effects of leverage and who has leverage in any given point in a negotiation, you will be subject to ultimately the, the effects of that leverage on you and your price and your terms which ultimately usually ends up in a heavily discounted price with giveaway terms that many cases may ultimately make it not a good deal for you or your company. But if you're not aware of the frames of leverage that are happening inside of a deal, you will just be subject to the way those waves as they come through and you'll collapse as my football coach in high school said, coach MD Ray, like a 10 cent window shade when the pressure comes. One of these frames that I'll talk about specifically here is the frame of the legal review inside of a contract process. And specifically, the influence of attorneys and even more specifically, the influence of third party attorneys. Many times in business negotiations, you'll have a scenario where, especially if you're dealing with a larger enterprise, they will have in-house counsel and they'll have third party counsel. And A lot of times it will go to a third party for a review. Now, a lot of what, what I've experienced is that many times those third party attorneys will mark up and um, dissect a contract about three to four times at a, at a level of about three to four times what the in-house counsel will typically do. In-house counsel is really looking to serve their client um, and, and get it off their plate, while also looking at, the, looking at it from the perspective of the organization. The third party attorney has the, has the same requirement, but they're billable. And they may be on a retainer, they may be on billable hours, but one way or another, they have been called in to come look at this contract. And what I've found consistently after doing hundreds of these, that the third party attorneys will, will mark things up more they usually also don't have a lot of context inside of what the scope of the deal is, or in many cases, the nature of the services. They may have past experience, but because they haven't been involved in the deal up until that point, they don't really have any context, so they mark up everything. And it creates cycles and cost and expense and overhead involved with the deal for everyone. This isn't always true, of course, if you're one of those third-party attorneys, God bless you. I understand you're doing your job. But here's the tip that I'll leave for the salespeople that are listening, which hopefully is the majority of you, is here's, here's a little trick that I've learned that, especially when the context of dealing with third-party attorneys can be very effective, is that if a third-party attorney comes in and hacks up the contract It basically comes back to a simple conversation of saying, yes, understand that any material changes are going to affect the price. What always backs down the third party attorneys is when you increase your price based on their changes. The last thing they want to do is nuke the deal for their client. And if you start showing that their changes are going to increase the price materially, and specifically ones that have an effect on your business and that aren't maybe in alignment with the way you do business, you just go back and say, yeah, sure, we can accommodate those at a greater price. What they don't want to do is go back into the world of price negotiation, something they haven't had any visibility to at that point. So what i found is that when using that frame of saying, look, you're new to the deal, I want to help you get this done. I want to help you represent your client and I want to help you find a deal that would be that will serve everyone. But you going through and in many cases what I found is they'll haphazardly mark up a contract. When they go through and do that, just say, "Yeah, sure, we can do this except it's going to increase the price substantially." Or do you want to go down this path? And what I found is that many a times they will back down off of that. And all of a sudden, the contract becomes very much easier to do. So it is, number one, a game of understanding the leverage that you possibly have in your deal. And hopefully you've been setting the frames up through the sales process to set up a power frame of time and and, and need and all of the other aspects of what you've set up in the deal. But when the third party comes in cold and tries to basically make themselves valuable, again, with a caveat here, they're doing their job, they've got to represent their client, they got to make sure the deal's right for that client, but at the same, same time within reason, and what, when it, what I'm talking about here specifically when it goes out of being reasonable, is that, we have, that you have the right to raise your price. If those terms and conditions are drastically different than the ones that you presented the deal for, raise your price. And I think what you'll find is that that leverage will most often back down that and accelerate the sale. But here's the question I have for you. Is where do you need leverage but you don't have it, specifically on yourself? Do you have the leverage you need if you're not, if you're not going out and working out, if you're not doing the things you need to do for your body, for example? Most likely it's because you don't have leverage on yourself, like you don't have, you haven't made an investment to put a financial frame on yourself. You haven't set up any accountability to put a social accountability frame on yourself. You haven't connected it to the why to put a purpose frame on yourself. And that holds true in our relationship with God, our families, and ultimately our business. So again, a lack of leverage or a lack of the awareness of the leverage that you may have is certainly a place where you can count on the fact that your solutions, your results, what you ultimately deliver in your business dealings and in your life without leverage will always be discounted from what they could be. That's what I got for you today my friends. This is Brian Hugh Davis signing off from the Sales Warrior podcast, a conversation about dominating your marketplace without sacrificing your body, your marriage, your children or your souls. Thank you so much for listening. More to come.